1: we are back, ladies and gentlemen. 2000 Episode nineteen of the First High Pick League. Podcast. We're here with you after a week six. It was all right. It was okay. Unless you're a Jets fan out there, I'm pretty sure you guys are pretty excited mm-hmm. for what's what's going on with those boys. But you know what? Uh, there was a uh, Kansas City's down, losing. What's going on with them? You have Russell Wilson carrying the torch. Baker Mayfield, I don't know, interceptions, maybe it's Freddie Kitchens, there's a lot going on in the NFL, what do you think
0: Vince? 49ers undefeated, Panthers started 0-2 on a four game win streak, Bengals still haven't won a game, the Dolphins still stink, a lot going on, this is episode 19 of the First Pick Podcast, I'm your boy Vinny Goombatz, you guys know where to find me by now, V I N N Y G O O M B O T S on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the first pick podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the first pick pod. Please check out the social media websites, guys. We're putting up all sorts of content betting advice, uh, funny memes, fantasy advice. Uh, breaking news. Anything that we come across, we're throwing it out there. Big Kev, where could they find you, and where could they listen to us at?
1: At Biggest Boss Seventy Six on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes, and Google Music. We'll be looking to add a few others. Please save, uh, save. Please rate, review, I was
0: just about to do that subscribe,
1: <laughs> all of those things. Please comment, share, all of that good stuff. And a lot of you have Richard Ponte, Shout out to you. He actually had really good words for us. He's like, he's like, he's obsessed with us. He's like, you guys are on. Uh, he said it on Facebook on one of our posts of how how much he listens to us and all these other things. He's like, keep going, don't stop. So I appreciate that, Rich.
0: Uh, we Rich, we, thank you. Uh, we appreciate that, and uh, anyone that says any kind words to us, we do appreciate because. This is tough for us at times. You know, we we want this to be more than what it is uh, for you guys as well. We want to kind of get you guys more involved as much as possible. So um, The kind know, words take us Rich, a long way. They do. They do, man. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you for the, for that. But enough of that. Let's get to what you guys really want to hear, and that is the week six recap aside from Monday Night Football, which will be taking place in about an hour. Trying to get Kev home so he could watch his his <laughs> cheese Packers. heads. You know what I mean <laughs> let's make this first one short and sweet. Thursday night football. The New York Giants taking on the New England Patriots. Patriots win this game 35-14. Patriots six and zero. Giants two and four. Patriots cover the 17 point spread, 16 and a half. Give or take what you have it. Total in this game was 42. It went well over the total. I saw the number drop down before the game time because they were worried about swirling winds in Foxborough or whatever was going on. Kev, what's your biggest takeaways from this game?
1: I had a few. Giants defense – Not that bad. I agree. They have moments. They get after the quarterback. They had a really hard time keeping him off of Brady. They were putting pressure on him. It was 14-14 at half. With a full team, the Giants are not a slouch. The Giants might be able to, if they can get their guys back in time, they might be able to push in this NFC East. If they get everybody together, that defense continues to grow. They get Saquon, Ingram, Shepard, and Daniel Jones stays on track. I think these guys can push them. And another thing, Tom Brady was really inactive accurate I thought he you know that's not something that I've, I've seen from him I got the swirling win some of it you can tell that was probably the win because it was close but there was some of them I was like I don't think that's the win and he, he's made his whole career off of his ability to move around in small spaces in the pocket and make accurate throws so I was a little wary of that but as far as like fantasy or anything else there was nothing really exciting if you started Golden Tate good for you he wanted to have a nice long run down uh, catch and run down the sideline so that was really it, man, not much else to go on. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, so um, I was impressed with Daniel Jones despite being the uh, sacrificial lamb, so to say, you know, that basically he was out there by himself with Golden Tate. Uh, and and I don't think they had a lot of work in the preseason together because Eli was getting a lot of the first-team reps, so maybe Daniel Jones really didn't have that much rapport with him. But they seem to be doing okay, and, you know, the Giants are not that far off, especially in this nfc east right i mean theoretically they're not even that far out of first place they're not Uh, the only thing that makes that difficult is that two of the division teams will be playing each other next week so one of them has to be four and three but if the giants were to somehow pull off a win this upcoming week which isn't that tough i think they play the cardinals if i'm correct right um by the way nfl scheduling is just atrocious this year they got Let's just let's just talk about this real quick. Cardinals go to Cincinnati, then fly to Arizona, and then fly back to New York. What's the point of that?
1: Why wouldn't they just stay?
0: Why not just get exactly? You right. know, like do what baseball does, do what basketball does. Give them a West Coast road trip or an East Coast road. Tri- you know what I'm saying? Right. They're not
1: helping teams out. They're you know, not. You
0: got the Raiders who have two away games, the London game, a bye week, and then two more away games. This team's not doesn't play a home game for a month, and I know that Oakland is going to be gone soon. But NFL scheduling is just a joke, right? And even and listen, I'll take this. I, I pointed this out before. I, I don't back my New York Jets when it comes to betting. But something I just want to tell you guys: the New York Jets. I've said it this before, Kevin. You were impressed by it. But the New York Jets do not play one single game outside of the Eastern. Standard time zone, right? That is that factors into play That's here. Significant, not only for the Jets as as a team, but if you like to back them at a certain time. I wouldn't do it next Monday because they play the Patriots, but I'm right. just saying.
1: Most likely, they're eating their wife's food. They're staying at home. They're sleeping in their bed. Those things matter.
0: Yeah. So, um, overall, we know what it is. Patriots are dominant. Giants, you're not that far off. Uh, and last thing I want to leave you guys with, you know me, two trends. Benny trends? You know what it is. <laughs> just to keep you guys going. That the Patriots are now 18 and four against the spread in their last 22 games as a favorite of 10 and a half or more, and also touchdown. Tommy is 12 and one on Thursday Night Football, straight up. By the way, wow! No I spread, didn't know that. Just mm. 12 and one straight up. So the Patriots with him, 12 and one straight up. Money line. Got nothing else on this game, Kev. Let's move along. Deal. London game. Carolina Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like to call this coffee and football, eggs and football, pancakes and football. <laughs> uh, I had a buddy hit me up. Shout out to Josiah. He's one of our listeners. He was a little angry that his uh, service that he used, his streaming service, didn't have it, NFL network. And he said, he texted me to let me know he had half of pancakes and football going on
1: that sucks it was just a pancake yeah oh
0: man yeah that does suck <laughs> anyway panthers win this game 37 to 26 the total was 46 and a half give or take 47 uh depending on what you got out there flew over the total panthers minus two they covered the spread panthers are now four and two bucks are two and four kev what do you got by the way,
1: Josiah, if you're listening, if your mom still has cable, take her sign in, username and password, and use it in an NFL Network app, and you'll get those games. Just so, just to Ooh. keep it in mind,
0: That's a, not not just him, anybody, Any, out there anybody else. Out there. That's
1: just a little tidbit yes. to get it. If you know, if you have an old school parent who still keeps cable, just use their password. You can sign in with your streaming services and get more games that way. I might
0: be able to, I might be able to help y'all, bro. But I'm not. <laughs> we I, do that. I don't want to incriminate myself uh, on air.
1: <laughs> so. My biggest takeaway, well, one of them, Jameis Winston, 400 yards, five picks, and they still scored 26 points and had a chance to win the game. Crazy, crazy. Like both of the receivers went off. Godwin had a great game, ten catches, one fifty-one. Mike Evans, nine catches, nine ninety-six. Uh, I like they have. I don't know if it's Byron Leftwich because some of these plays, they were on short passes where some of these picks came. It seemed like the defense knew it was coming. I think Byron Leftwich is going to have to do a better a better job of disguising and using different formations to help him out, and then Jameis also has to make better decisions. I think it's a combination between the both of them. I, I don't know, and Kyle Allen McCaffrey's the man they're winning the defense is playing well, but Kyle Allen better than Cam Newton
0: Absolutely not uh, absolutely not I mean and the argument out there is it's asinine. I agree <laughs> but here's the deal uh, you know and and we 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 spoke about this before um, this is something it's just that Kyle Allen is managing the game and he is not the focal point of the offense. This is what I think Cam needs to do. You know, this team is winning with Kyle Allen because he's not doing the extra stuff. In the past, Cam Newton had to be everything. He had to run and throw. Look at this team, Kev. It's it's complete here. DJ Moore, seven receptions. Samuel four receptions. Olson four receptions. McCaffrey four receptions. And Jarius Wright with one. McCaffrey on the ground. 22 attempts. Obviously, we know we spoke about this before. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers' run defense is elite. Ugh, Keep seriously. Keep that in mind, people. They buy, Look at what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do against the run. However, what they do against the pass is another story. Right. Anybody, anybody and everybody is thrown against them. But this team is playing good. The defensive side, James Bradbury, he's almost getting a pick every single time. Game. He's locking down the number one wide receivers on other teams. And then we got the boy, Brian Burns. They call him Spider Burns. Um, I think he's possibly the defensive rookie of the year. This guy's balling. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the team isn't the same team it was before where Cam had to do everything. And I think if he comes back, when he comes back, he just needs to be what Kyle Allen is, but better right and he could do that because he already is better right but you don't need to do it all cam um
1: and just to back you up Vince McCaffrey 22 carries 31 yards and 1.4 yards per run on 22 from the best running back in the league at this point in time that's crazy on their defense but Oh go yeah ahead.
0: no no yeah he was able to you know get catches out the backfield though but still he this was not a a a Christian McCaffrey game, none to say. Four receptions, twenty six yards and a touchdown, twenty two for thirty one. You didn't have a big game. That's awful. Yeah, I mean he scored. Yeah. That's what it came down to. Um, this team played a complete game. They turned the ball over, you know, and um, you know they're hey, they're 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 on a roll right now. Four and two, peeling off four games in a row. Got the bye week, obviously after the London game. They're looking good. Other side of the ball. I think the biggest problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kevin, is the run game. Agreed. It is it is non-existent or it is or it is inconsistent to say the least. But Godwin balled out. Ten receptions, 151. Evans nine for 96. Cameron Bray got involved. Uh, OJ Howard came out and got two receptions. Scotty Miller got his first reception. They're moving the ball around. Obviously, if Jameis can't.
1: Zach Brown got released after talking all that trash about Kirk Cousins in that game. That's mm. funny. Mm. And Kirk Breaking Cousins news. got the W. Breaking news. Zach Brown, guy who said Kirk Cousins was the weakest part of the Minnesota defense, is released today after the Eagles lose. And he was talking. That's, that was crazy.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and then the weird twist of things. like uh, Not that they don't already do weird things, but the Patriots are re-signing Ben Watson. Right. Hey, it makes, so weird. The guy suspended for the first four games. The game he's actually able to be active, they enact, they have him as inactive, they cut him and then sign him again.
1: One of their tight ends got hurt.
0: Oh, yeah? Yes. That's, oh, okay. Yes. Was it Matt Lacoste? Uh, th- yes, it, oh, okay. it was
1: one of their tight ends got, went down, and that's why he's being re-signed.
0: Okay, so get ready for all these weirdos out there to think Ben Watson's going to be a thing to add him <laughs> on the waiver wire. Anyway, um, one, I, do, I do have one question for you, Kev. Is this the end of Cam Newton in Carolina?
1: I hope not. I think they would be crazy. I think they would be crazy to do that. I think you keep him. And if he's there and if he's healthy, I think he has a chance to take this team to the Super Bowl. It's nuts for them to, to let him go at this point in time. You already paid him, he's already there. You might as well take from him what you can get from him. Now, if you want to make a choice after this season, I get it. But I would not make the change from Kyle Allen, uh,
0: from Cam Newton to Kyle Allen this season. All right. What, do you know any timetable on when he's coming back from his injury?
1: No, well, they're saying he can come back at any time during the bye week. You okay. know what I'm saying about the time that they have coming up here. So uh, there's no reason for him not to, but the team is are still saying that if they're still winning, if everything's going well, they're going to stick with Kyle Allen. If and that's do, the case, I think that's nuts.
0: You think that's So you think that if they keep winning games, they should, they should change quarterbacks? Yes. All right. Coming up, they do have a tough three games out the bye week with three tough defenses. They got to go to San Fran. They have – Tennessee at home, even though they look like poop, the de- the defense is is good. We would respect that. They got to go to Lambo, and then they get a cakewalk against the Falcons. Then they have the Saints, Redskins, Falcons, Seahawks. Um, they, you know, they got a tough schedule the rest of the way. For sure. Um, however, I'm on the other side. I think you stick with what works, and I think that if Kyle Allen could somehow lead this team, or not say lead continue to perform the way he's performing and they can make it to the playoffs, I think we see the end of Cam Newton in Carolina. I don't think it's the end of Cam Newton. I think it's the end of him in Carolina. Obviously, Kevin and I are on the opposite sides there, um, but that's what we have there. Last thing I want to end you guys with. Five wins in the last 14 games for the Carolina Panthers. All five of those wins, Kyle Allen was a starting quarterback. Next game. Next game the Cincinnati Bungles taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Bungles 0-6, Ravens 4-2. Total in this game was 47.5. We went way under the total. Spread. Baltimore minus 11. Cincinnati covers the spread. Um, I wanted to shout out our guest on our last episode. Um, If you guys check us out. We had an episode called Strictly Bets that we released on Sunday morning before week six began. We had Vinny Serial on, AKA the Philly ringer. And um, this was actually one of his plays. Um, he had told us that he liked Cincinnati plus 11. Uh, the line fell between 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, even up to 12. You said you got it at, at 12, right? Kev? Plus 12. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was one of his picks, one of his plays that he liked that we discussed on the pod, and it hit. So, shout out to him. Um, I actually wound up tailing him in this play, and I got a little do me out of it, too. What do you, what's your biggest takeaways in this game, Kev?
1: Lamar Jackson. Wow. Just wow. 236 yards. Throwing. 152 yards rushing and a touchdown on 19 carries. So he was the number one running back and he was the quarterback for this team. They were really good. Mark Andrews came through with a good game for him, six for 99 yards. Really not much else for the receivers going on there, but he did hit about nine receivers, but it was only for about one or two carries or one or two catches for the rest of the game for those guys. He was unbelievable. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. I know you're trying to get rid of him. You know, maybe if you can get rid of him, you might. But I feel like, cause I I feel like you felt that they were gonna explode, right? They were gonna be able to continue to put up these points. But we also knew that they went up against a couple of bums at the beginning of the year. But I just think this has been Baltimore football since the beginning of time. Since I've understood Baltimore, they have won games grinding it out. And I'm watching the game; they took their time. They weren't really in a rush to do much of anything. Now, missing Marquise Brown is a big deal. That, that makes it much more difficult to get the ball down the field. But even so, they dedicated themselves to it. It was a slow, grinded-out pace, and they won the game, and it really was without a sweat.
0: No, I agree with what you're saying. And, and I, I can see your point there where, you know, this is definitely a Baltimore Ravens-type game. You know, the score, the defense. Um, but a team as bad as Cincinnati, I just expected them to blow, blow them out of the water. So that's what I was talking about more since there, where I, I, I wasn't impressed with the win. Um, but again, this isn't college football, you know, got a, you know, winning margin doesn't exist A win right. is a win. But one other thing I wasn't really impressed with is miles boinking, man. Like this guy was drafted, you know, to be a difference maker. Yes. Uh, third round pick at of Notre Dame and I'm just not seeing it right now. He's a big body. I don't know. You know, it's still early. He is a rookie, but I expected this game with Hollywood Brown being out for him to, you know, show up more and he really didn't, uh, but it just shows how uh, how much Mark Andrews is integrated into this offense. Six receptions for 99 yards, and Lamar Jackson, like you said, he, he just balled out. Overall, man, Ravens are, you know, they beat who they're supposed to beat. They didn't cover the spread here, and the back door was left wide open. Uh, this is a perfect game where if you back the Bengals, you're happy because they came down right down the field at the end of the game, scored that meaningless touchdown to the game, it's meaningless, but not the Cincinnati Bengals backers. Right, and uh, if you're if you're a Ravens backer, obviously you're upset because they uh, didn't cover spread there. What's up with your boy Joe Mixon? We know, you and I both know it ain't him, man. It's that thirty-second ranked offensive line in the second. Bengals. How, how many teams are in the NFL?
1: Thirty-two. They're awful. Their win percentage rate, now, they, they're depleted also. Like you said, you, you said that somebody they had to beg somebody to come back off the couch yes, just for did. them to play. Yeah. They so,
0: drafted Jonah Williams in, in the first round out of Alabama. That kid tore his ACL in minicamp. And then Clint Bowling retired out of nowhere. And then I, I, I forget the guy's name, man. It's going to drive me nuts. But they did. A guy retired, and they begged him to come back out of retirement. And I mean, I'm, he's probably regretting that right now.
1: <laughs> That's really it. And the only shining star seems to be Auden Tate. He was really good for them. He had nine catches for five, five oh, receptions, ninety-one, 91 yards. yards. Oh, good. I you apologize. You got the numbers
0: mixed up. You straight. Yeah,
1: but he had he had a really good game. Andy Dalton is trying to keep them above float without having much help here. Joe Mixon could be more help if they used him better. Now, knowing you have that offensive line, I don't understand why you don't try to get Joe Mixon the ball out of the backfield more often you know if you're struggling why wouldn't you use one of your better players to try to get you back in those games i don't understand that we'll see what the coach does only with two
0: catches uh on joe for joe Mixon, right and, and when he
1: does it he picks up real estate i don't understand why why they uh, fade away from that but that's on them but that's it at the end of the day man for this Bengals team they're going to continue to have a tough time but i think aj green can give them a real boost if he decides to come back he practiced last week he did walkthroughs last friday
0: we'll see what happens this week Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, this is just disappointing overall just with this team. They do have talent. Tyler Eifert's not doing anything, man. And, And for people that have been following football, Tyler Eifert is a good football player when he's healthy. And he's been healthy this year. Six weeks. Hasn't got hurt. You know, knock on wood for him. But he's not producing. Two catches, 13 yards. And Tyler Boyd was non-existent in this game. I don't know if that was, you know, Baltimore's game plan was to shut him out. If that was the case, obviously it worked. Right. Um, I'm a Tyler Boyd owner in my one league, so I'm a little butthurt about that. (laughs) But I gotta, you know, I gotta say he got shut down. Uh, Overall, you know, they won the game they were supposed to win. That's all I got. Anything else? Keep it moving. Next game: Seattle Seahawks taking on the Cleveland Brownies. Seahawks now five and one. Brownies 2-4, and four. Seahawks win this game, 32-28, spread on this game with Seahawks anywhere between minus one to a pick'em to even plus one, another weird line out there, Kevin and I discussed this already, people are not respecting the Seattle Seahawks, and before we get into this game, I have to do this, this is what we do here, again, on Sunday, we released a pod with Vinny Serio, aka the Philly Ringer. This was another one of his plays people. He liked the over. The over on this game was 40 something. I think it was 42. I don't even know. 46 and a half. I was mm-hmm. way off. Regardless, it went over the total. Um that was two of his he had he gave out four plays. Uh, he went 3 and 1 overall for those four plays. This was one of them. I'll track them as we continue to go. Right now he was 2 and 0. Give that a listen guys. We're going to uh, you know if you guys like that we're going to try to keep doing that. But back to this game, Kev. Why are people saying that the Seattle Seahawks are the most overrated five on one team out there
1: because they don't play the brand of football that looks like the Chiefs or the Rams. Who cares? They seem to be comfortable with it. Russell Wilson has a big smile on his face at the end of the game. They grind it out. They have played this game of football this way since Russell Wilson has been there. Mm-hmm. This is this is the way they're comfortable. This is also why they were comfortable giving him $140 million. They, they extended him out. He gets to, he gets out of the pocket. He extends plays. This is the way it works. This is the way their offense works. And now that you have your boy Carson going the way he's going, 24 carries, 124 yards, and a touchdown, he's also great in the pass game with four catches and 35 yards. I don't see why anything should change. It's just not pretty. Who cares if it, and and actually I think it's pretty in its own way. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look like those other high power teams. They do it differently, but I'm okay with it. I'm more concerned with with Baker Mayfield and the interceptions and then Freddie Kitchens with the play calling. Some of it is I'm just like what are you doing, Freddie? Like how you're not even helping your boy out, you know? So I think they they have a lot to work on over there in Cleveland, but I do think they'll eventually figure it out. I don't know if they'll figure it out enough before they before they get shut out from the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, this Seattle Seahawks team is just, they are just playing as a complete team. And, and you know, it, it needs to be said, Kev, that they lost Will Disley in the first quarter of this game. He's out for Uh, the year
1: now too with that Achilles. Yeah,
0: Will Disley was excuse me the starting tight end for Seattle. He actually got hurt last year as well. He tore his patella tendon, and this year was Achilles. I feel bad for that guy. Those are two really tough injuries, and uh, I feel for anybody out there that was a Will Disley owner because he was starting to have a good year and show that he was a solid tight end. The fact that they win this game with him going down in the first quarter just shows how much of a complete team they are all around because he didn't play the whole game and they got Luke Wilson involved. But, you know, there's eight different receivers with at least one reception in this game. Um, again, Tyler Lockett, five receptions. Metcalf, four reception. David Moore, three. Chris Carson, four. Jerron Brown. Uh, it, it, it's They're just a complete team. There's not much to say about it. Um, if you are a Chris Carson owner like myself, you have to love the output of this game. Um, and the fact is that... A, Rashard Penny just keeps getting hurt. He was ruled inactive the day of the game. CJ Proseis had three attempts for eight yards, but he had a fumble. And uh, if you guys know in football, sometimes you know when you fumble, you sit on the pine. It's true. That's what happened there. So uh, if you're a Chris Carson owner, you know, I, I, it's it, good things to come because you don't have a lot of competition there where you thought Pete Coward just likes to mix it up every day. Going to the other well before I go to the other side of the ball, there's not much to talk about Russell Wilson. He's great. Still no turnovers yet. By the way, hope None. I didn't hope I didn't jinx the guy. Uh, but I I would I would love to see like a prop bet on that. How many turnovers for Russell Wilson throughout the season? Because I would take the under in that. No matter, I don't care if it was minus if 500. If it's him,
1: Tom Brady. Like think about it. Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions in 17 games last year. That's that, crazy. Right, he had 26 touchdowns, two interceptions. You really can't beat that.
0: Yeah, man. Other side of the ball, like you said, man. Baker Mayfield didn't have another good game. Did, did show up with some fantasy points, though. I think he had like 19 or 20 or something like that. He Nick, did. Nick Chubb, balling out. He's I mean, a baller. Uh, what, which I'm a Nick Chubb owner. You're a Nick Chubb owner. What do Nick Chubb owners do right now with him? And should we worry about the looming Kareem Hunt uh, coming back? He, I, I think it's a nine-game suspension. And then, so that's... Um, We come back in week 10. Week yes. 10. Okay. Week 10. So three more games. What do we do with Nick Chubb? Do we hold him? Do we get rid of him? Again, I'm a, I'm a Chubb owner. You're a Chubb owner. And for anybody else out there, it is a Nick Chubb owner.
1: I think you're a flat-out nut job if you get rid of okay. Nick Chubb. He has shown what he is when he's given the ball. 20 carries, 121 yard, 122 yards, sorry, and two touchdowns, six yards per carry, five catches, 17 yards. The guy is a monster. I think Kareem Hunt only helps them, but I don't think he takes over the spot. I don't think he uh, – Nick Chubb is the guy here. and uh, and then he'll just come in and spell him out. Maybe he does, but I'm willing to take the chance at whatever comes with that. I'm keeping Nick Chubb on my team for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm with you too because we we spoke about the rostering of Kareem Hunt uh, for fantasy relevance earlier in the year when we were doing our previews, and I was strongly against uh, holding on to Kareem Hunt because we both respect Nick Chubb, and honestly, I'm not surprised with his uh, performances week by week so i have five leagues i drafted him in three i did my
1: best to get him and i would have had him in our big boy league if it wasn't for old dave Berger. yeah Um, yeah, dave knows
0: what he's doing (laughs) before me i would have had him in four four leagues respect to dave uh he plays in our big boy league i don't know if he's a listener though so i don't know if i respect it (laughs) anyway i rag on people that don't listen and people that say they listen and they don't i even rag on them more you know why kev Cause if they did, if they did listen like they say they would, they'd come at me and be like, "Yo, man, why are you talking all that junk?" Right. But right. they don't listen, so I don't gotta worry about it. So this is it's just a case, man. If you do listen, I I'm gonna know it because I, I I'll take stabs at you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not worried about Chubb at all, actually. But you know, with something we gotta discuss for our listeners for out sure. there because it did cross my mind. I'm like, oh man, I don't want what they're gonna, you know. And you know what makes me worry about it? It's Freddie Kitchens. Because this team has so much talent. And, you know, I'm worried about what's he, what's he, how's he going to mess this up when Kareem Hunt comes back right. even more. And, uh, you know, listen, you guys know I'm, I haven't been a fan of the Cleveland Browns and I wasn't on the hype train. And it's because I said, Kev, to you in private before we aired it, you know, we're going to talk about it again, is that I think they need that underdog mentality back. You know, there's a difference – having the underdog and the favorite. Methods. People were picking this team to win the Super Bowl before they even got on the field. And I think that's the issue. I think they need that. Maybe this bye week can help them. They got a regroup and they got a tough game when they come out because they got the Patriots. Right. Um, but you do know, you beat the Patriots, that, that's almost like two wins. Well,
1: that's for so sure. You, Especially how the media will respond to that. They'll hop all over that. Especially it's the Browns, the Patriots, polarizing teams for sure.
0: Next game, yeah. Nollins Saints taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Saints five and one, Jags now two and four. Saints win this game thirteen to six. Kev, if you had the under in this game, you didn't have no sweat. <laughs> yeah, it was easy peasy. It was six six at halftime. <laughs> um, like you know, and and uh, the spread in this game was Jacksonville minus two and a half. Um, Saints as an underdog was a head scratcher, but they won outright. I do got to give you some credit, Kev. When we did our Week 6 preview, you said this game was going to be a dogfight. You said it was going to be a a slobber knocker, uh, very gritty game, and you were – spot on so take it away
1: yeah I said it was gonna be 1913 but it came out to be a little bit you know a little bit less than that yeah I got one of them right but I just knew it was gonna be one of those games and I only said that because it seems that is the mentality that the New Orleans Saints have taken on with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback and I think when Drew Brees comes back they'll go back to normal they'll be that streamlined beautiful looking offense with Drew Brees orchestrating everything like like the great like the like the great leader that he is but it's grimy now. That's what they do. And they got they got to get it done that way. That's how it goes. And Jacksonville did a really good job versus Alvin Kamara. They held him to 2.8 yards a carry. I think he's just had some really tough matchups here. I don't think there's any need to worry about Alvin Kamara, especially when Drew comes back. It's not going to be very long from now um that's really it man and I guess Gardner Minshew is a big everybody's on him like is he down and uh he's a rookie he's mm-hmm. a rookie he's gonna have these moments but he's got something to last in the NFL in my opinion
0: he does and like you said he's a rookie so that means that now that these guys have more film on him they're starting to see his tendencies they're starting to see you know where he likes to check down that makes it a lot harder for him to continue to be successful the way he has been and Kev I don't know. Um, we're not seeing it out there, but this Saints defense is not getting the respect it deserves.
1: Marshawn Lattimore – Sheldon Rankins. Cam Jordan. Yeah, Cam Cam Jordan. Thank you. Cam Jordan. They have really good players on this defense. They are putting it together. I know they've had some really big fails here over the last few years. Even Marshawn Lattimore himself has had a few major fails for for these teams in the past, especially in the playoffs, but they're playing really well right now, and the NFC really needs to watch out. The NFC is strong in many areas. It's going to be a tough one in the playoffs.
0: I mean, you discussed that Alvin Kamara had some tough matchups, and you're right. I'm, I'm and Alvin Kamara owner in one league. And he does have another tough matchup coming up. They got to go to Chicago next week after a rested team. Um
1: and they got and they lost to the Raiders the last time they were out there, yeah, so, so their pride's probably,
0: probably ticking. Yeah, this is going to be a tough game. I'm interested to see what that line comes out at. But I just want people to be aware. Teddy Bridgewater did play in the NFC North. It's not like he's never played at Soldier Field before. Granted, it was a different Bears team back then. But he's been there before. So people are like, oh, Teddy Bridgewater can't play outside the Dome. I don't know what they're talking about because this guy, yeah, I know he played in the Dome in Minnesota too, but it's not like he hasn't been here before. So, uh, And he's continued to be impressive here. And um, I don't know if you were aware of this. I, I just actually found this out over the weekend uh, before I was doing some of my research. But you know that Teddy Bridgewater was offered the starting Quarterback job for the Miami Dolphins. I and did, and down. he turned
1: it down just to take the backup job in in the Saints
0: with the says, Saints. That says a lot, right there. Uh, overall, Saints had a complete win here. The defense obviously locked down the Jaguars. Um, you got anything else with this game, kept from Jacksonville side? Uh, as what one as, last please, thing? Please. I think
1: for the Leonard Fournette owner, you're going to be really happy because he had six catches for 46 yards. That's new.
0: Yeah, he. Yeah. is. <laughs> the, I saw that. My bad. They no, cut you no, off. I was no, like, go ahead. he's got receptions. I have him in one league. I'm like, what's he doing?
1: Uh, They're checking down to him. Nice. Like they should be doing in Cincinnati with Joe Mixon. Yeah. They're they're finding other ways. You need to call Zach Taylor. I don't understand what they're doing. And this is something that Jacksonville has never done with Leonard Fournette themselves. And I think that's a little bit crazy. If you have a guy who's that good and he's good enough to catch the ball, give him the ball. So for you, Leonard Fournette owners out there, keep him. Be excited to have him. Now he's a dual threat. That's big time for you guys. But that's all I got for this game, bro.
0: It's showing, too, more and more, you know, even though the Gardner mentioned we know he's a rookie and whatnot. But it's showing more and more how important Leonard Fournette is to their offense. And this is the way they should be using him. And he's healthy. Yeah, hopefully. I was just about to say, hopefully he can stay healthy. A little disappointed for... DJ Shark owners looked like he was trending upwards. It was a rough game. The Westbrook owners, um, unfortunately, Jacksonville doesn't have a tight end. Speaking of tight ends, Jared Cook looks like he has revived. It's October, Kev. Do you know what that means? No. He's risen from the dead like a zombie. <laughs> uh, the last two games in October, he's had touchdowns. So uh, looks like Jared Cook might might be back uh, or. Whatever. Alive. I do have to give you guys some trends here. Something you guys want to keep for the next time this situation occurs. Vinny's trends. Jacksonville Jaguars. Kevin, 5-23 and 23 against the spread versus an NFC opponent since 2012. Wow. Jacksonville does not do good when they play the NFC. There are, I believe, two more NFC opponents on the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule. I wish there was more after reading that trend however the two more teams is one of them is the Atlanta Falcons so I don't know if uh that's going to be one you want to back against the Jacksonville Jaguars and as the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars Doug Marone is two and eight against the spread versus NFC opponents last trend that got goes towards the New Orleans Saints 24 and 5 against the spread excuse me their last 29 games in October.
1: Got to keep that one in mind. Yeah,
0: that's definitely one you want to jot down. Next game, Houston Texans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Houston wins this game 31-24. Both teams now sit at 4-2. and two. Total on this game was 55. Actually, there's a push. As a matter of fact, I'm just looking at it right now. Landed right on the number. Texans win this game outright as a four-and-a-half point favorite. Two things I want to I want to say before we get into this game, Kev. One, Props to you for getting a super early line as you got the Houston Texans at plus seven and a half. Such a good number. We want to. I want to remind you guys how important it is to get stuff in early if you like it, because the line closed at plus three and a half. That's such a big line movement, Kev. And I want to give you props for that. And Before we get into it, I want to ask you, Kev, is this more impressive for the Houston Texans, or are we concerned? for the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: No, I think it's well first I got lucky by the way people. I just happened to be up super early, but it was an awesome line to catch I will say. But <laughs>
0: I got <laughs> luck was not in factor here. They I don't think they were ever in in doubt of covering the spread,
1: right? Ever right? I agree with you on that, but I just think Kansas City's down. They're down their offensive lineman. They're down defensive linemen. uh Patrick Mahomes is hurt. They're just getting Tyree Kill back, so they can get back into the flow. Just getting Damian Williams back. They have a lot of moving pieces right now, but i they do need to get some. They need to do something because what this is their second loss in a row. Yes, they can't have that happen.
0: And Second loss in a row. And if you go back to the third, the third game before that, they struggled against Detroit. Remember, they they, did? they they only won that game because of Kerryon Johnson fumbling on the one yard, yard line.
1: That that hurts so bad. That hurts so bad. But the AFC West isn't really too competitive right now. I do think the Chargers kind of get on a little steamroll here as they get back into their flow with how crappy they looked last night. But we'll get into and that. We
0: would, and then we're going to talk about a, a possible wager on that. Because a first I think,
1: pick wager. We'll yeah, talk about I that. because I think
0: the Los Angeles Chargers are... <sighs> hot garbage. <laughs>
1: we will, we will talk about that when we get there. And I just I'll just shout out to the Texans. Deshaun Watson did not have a good game. He had 280 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and the team was still great. And you know why? Because of Carlos Hyde. Give let them know what they with Carlos Hyde was working with, bro.
0: So, Carlos Hyde looked like the Ohio State Carlos Hyde. <laughs> 26 attempts 116 on the ground he even got involved in the past game one catch 14 yards nice little scamper scamper he did there um but like you said man his team was involved and that's where I was impressed the most with this team was the run game because it you know let's let's be honest here man like this team hasn't had a running back since Aaron Foster like I know Lamar Miller's been there, but he's just kind of a guy. That, like you know, it's like I
1: liked Lamar Miller too, though. Bro. I feel like he's like a Honda man, Honda Civic. They last like forever, two hundred fifty thousand miles, bro. Without I'm, fail, no, I'm
0: with you, man. I had no issues with Lamar Miller. It's just that he wasn't like enticing he wasn't he wasn't the exciting guy no he's definitely you know? not
1: exceptional I guess not like you Arian Foster could take over a game and win you a game you're not going to do that with Lamar Miller <laughs>
0: and, and it's a little uh head scratching because uh you know they, they haven't even drafted a running back you know what I mean like they acquired Duke Johnson they acquire Carlos Hyde they acquire Lamar Miller like you know the last guy they drafted was Deonta Foreman and then they let him go uh I don't even know why or whatever but uh, long story short, man. I was impressed with the run game for the Houston Texans. As far as the Kansas City Chiefs, they are beat up. And if you don't know where they're beat up, then that's why you don't know why they're losing. Right. You know, um, yes, they got Tyreek Hill back, and he got back in a fashion. Five receptions, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Shady looked okay on the ground, eight for 44. It's just this running back core, man, is just weird, man. They had Damien Williams, only one attempt. They got the Anthony Thomas. Into the mix there with one attempt for four yards. Just kind of like not the same, you know, Kansas City Chiefs team that we're used to seeing over the last two years. And that's definitely because they're banged up. And I, I do want to make a correction. The Houston Texans were actually down 17-3 to in the first quarter. There was a threat where they weren't covering that spread. I, right. do, I, I did make that mistake. But, but
1: made, I, I still wasn't even nervous because no. I understand that Kansas City's defense is eventually, oh, go, yeah. they're, they're eventually going to give it up and they don't have Chris Jones who's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. They're, they were going to have some problems.
0: And then Houston put up twenty a 20 burger in the second quarter. 20 unanswered points at that. So right. um, went, went ahead and took the lead in the second quarter and kind of never really looked back from that.
1: I love that Deshaun is the face of the league. He's going to be the face of the league moving forward along with Patrick Mahomes, along with Lamar Jackson and Kyler. Like, I, I just like the, the new crop that's coming up. Sam Darnold, there's a lot of young, good young guys out there looking good around the league, man. But that's all I got for these guys. I just
0: wanted to point something out that uh, prior to last week's game against the Colts, the Chiefs had a streak of 26 points or more in their last 21 games. Uh, the Colts ended that streak. And then uh, the Texans only held them to 24. It says only held them to 24, but you got to keep in mind, like I just said, 21 games. It's almost two seasons. It's one one and a half seasons. This team was over 26 points. Right. And now two games in a row. They didn't get there. Um, Again, that's just to show you guys how, you know, banged up this team is. And Kevin and I said it in a joke, man, but they really need a bye week, and they don't get it for a long time. Week 12. Yeah, so uh, this team needs to get healthy, and they need to get healthy quick. But I'm not really concerned about them because, like we said, they, they play in a really bad division. I just think that these games are going to be crucial to them because of home field advantage come to the playoff time. That's going to roll up to Foxborough, And uh, if they got to go up there, it's going to make things a lot harder for them to, you know, potentially get to the Super Bowl. Agreed. Next game. I don't know. We, we, what we call this one before? The Doodoo Bowl? The Doodoo Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> this no. was Doodoo Bowl part one. I think we had three of them. We had a bunch. This was one. Actually, but one of them turned out. You know what's crazy? Two of the three Doodoo Bowls were both one point games. Right. They were good games. So uh, speaking of Doodoo, Washington Redskins. Miami Dolphins. Redskins win this game 17 16. Skins move to 1 and 5. Fish are 0 and 5. Total in this game, whatever it was, it went under four, 42. Way under the total. And Washington wound up closing at a five point favorite, which was absurd. And uh, they didn't cover the spread. It's actually the first game Miami covered the spread. Holy cow. Yeah, they I did. didn't realize that. <sighs> I don't even know what to tell.
1: Adrian Peterson had 23 carries for 118 yards. That's I impressive. Guess. I, I mean, do. I don't like, care he's an who, old man. That's great. Yes.
0: I don't care who he was playing and if he was playing against, you know, they're all professionals on the other side of the ball, whether they're good professionals or not. That's still impressive for me, for him. And I think this is, the, this is something they should have been doing throughout the whole season. That guy still got it and they should he should he could be putting up a hundo every day.
1: Scary Terry, four catches, hundred yards, two touchdowns. Out. He was really good. I had him in DFS. I played against him and still beat him, which was nice. But there's really not much else to say, man. Magic came in, uh, came in in the game. They're trying to get a little spark going, but Josh Rosen will continue to be the starter. They were just looking for a spark. They weren't getting any points. Then they did get better when Ryan Fitzpatrick came into the game. There's no point in telling you about the players for the Miami Dolphins. The only player that I see regularly that people own is Kenyon Drake. He had 10 carries for 40 yards. He also had six catches for 30, for 30 yards. Uh, it was the Doodle bowl. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. what else to
0: say. I, mean, I was actually yawning <laughs> while you were talking about it. Cause yeah, you were.
1: <laughs> there's nothing.
0: It's, it's so boring. But anyway, um, had the Washington Redskins and a survivor pick. Uh, obviously, I uh, made the right decision, but I was scared for my life when Fitzmagic came in. And I said this to you before is because I was, I'm afraid of him because he has nothing to lose. He's one of those people that you, he's just out there playing. You see the guy having fun. Like, I made a joke. I saw him scramble, and he pump-faked the ball like he was going to toss it back to somebody <laughs> 20 yards down the field. I'm like, what's this wacko doing, you know? He's a nut job. And um, I like the guy, though, man. I like him when he I played do. for my Jets. And uh, he's a wild card, man. When he comes in the game, he's one of those guys, like if he comes in the game, guys, I'm not a good live better. But um, I, I definitely would take the Dolphins with the points depending on the situation when he's in the game just because the theory is this. Rosen, when he's playing, you know, he's trying to earn this job. He wants to be there next year, or maybe he wants to be in a quarterback someplace else. Fitz knows he ain't the guy. So he's just like, whatever, I'm going to just do whatever I can. I'm going (laughs) to run, I'm throw it, I'll throw the ball behind my back if I have to. I agree. Um, And for me, uh, backing the Washington Redskins in a survivor pick here, when Fitz came in, that's when I started to get worried because I knew exactly he was going to do crazy stuff. And uh, I got real lucky because they obviously went for it the two-point conversion at the end of the game didn't get it, and uh, that's what got me to win. One more thing I want to point out here is that Christian Thompson did get hurt in his game. I don't know what it was, so that's something you guys want to check out on your own, but nothing really to talk about. Uh, and one more thing. I'm sorry. They said Rose was still going to be the starter. Yeah. But like you said, you know, we're going to see some Fitz magic every once in a while or some Fitz tragic. You never know. Next game. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota wins this game 38 to 20. Minnesota moves to four and two. Eagles sit it sit now at Tree and Tree. Total on this game, I don't know what it is, but it went over 40 something. Way over the total. 44. Minnesota minus three and a half. Before we go any further, I told you guys we had on Vinny Serio, aka the Philly Ringer for our strictly betting episode. I was all over the Eagles. He liked the Eagles as well. This was his only loss out of the picks that he gave out on that pod. Uh, this was actually my only loss of the weekend too, Kev. I was a, a believer in the Eagles. What happened here? And uh, what's your take from this game?
1: The two starting D-backs weren't there. And even if they were there, he still would have had Courtney the game Courtney Roby had.
0: And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Avante. Okay. I
1: think it's Abonte. Samuel, Avante, I don't know. Something to not Asante, Samuel. Not Asante. No, 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 I no. Missed that guy. I think it's Avante, though, I think is his name. But, uh, but uh, don't quote me on that one. But overall, they had a really good game. Kirk Cousins had a really good game. He went for, sorry, I was looking at Philadelphia. He went for 333 yards for four touchdowns, one pick. He was great. I don't know what else there is to say. Their D-backs aren't very good. Stephon Diggs had the day. Everybody know he had 51 points, seven catches, 167, three touchdowns, and Thielen still had a decent day with six catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Madison, that was a surprise. You, I know you you saw Madison come out and do a little bit of work. What are your thoughts on him in their backfield?
0: Yeah, I was impressed with him, man, because he got the bulk of the carries, but it was, you know, I don't want to say that he got the bulk of the carries because they were, you know, it was garbage time. You know, an 18-point win is, is solid enough, but... I just think if anything this is this is gonna show you guys that you know they're gonna ease you know pump the brakes on Dalvin cook especially if they they have plans on this team going to the playoffs you know they don't want to have all that wear and tear on Dalvin cook so if you're a dalvin cook owner in fantasy and we are in a league trade him to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely take him. I'm joking. You guys don't want to get rid of Dalvin Cook. Right now, he's the number one rated fantasy football back, and he's going to continue to do that. He's great as long as he can stay healthy. But Alexander Madison is not, you know, he is somebody to, to keep your eye on, and uh, you might want to have him down as a handcuff. So I was impressed with him. Ugh, geez, this is going to be hard for me to say. I was impressed with Kirk Bum Juice Cousins, <laughs> 22 of 29. 333 yards, four touchdowns. Of course, he had to throw a pick. But Kevin and I said this a few weeks ago on our fantasy pod. If you listen to everything that we put out there, this guy has a very favorable matchup coming, a very favorable schedule the next few weeks. For sure. Um, So that's something you guys want to keep your eye on. And, you know, I really did, man. I thought about him or Case Keenum this week because I actually benched Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. For Case Keenum. Um worked out to not be the right decision because uh, Carson Wentz had 24 fantasy points. Case Keenum had 18. Not too far off, but if you, you know, you know you play fantasy, every point counts. And right now I'm going into my Monday Night Football game down five points. So had I started Carson Wentz, I'd probably just need uh, one point maybe to win my fantasy game. So I didn't make the right decision there. Had I went with Carson Wentz, I would be, uh, had I went with Kirk Cousins, um, I would already book the win, so keep uh, keep an eye on Kirk Cousins' schedule coming up. I still did the guys bum juice, but um, they had him slinging it, and like Kevin said, it was because the two top corners for the Philadelphia Eagles were out of this game. What to take on some of the guys from the Eagles? Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey had a solid game. Miles Sanders came alive a little bit there. Ertz not so much. I think the game got away from them for a while and they just had to just go to desperation mode and slinging it. Nelson Aguilar looked okay. He had a few catches.
1: Not much to say. I think they got behind so much and the defense was so much of a sieve. They really couldn't do much about it. There wasn't much they can do. They couldn't come back. They couldn't muster up anything because the defense wasn't getting a stop. They needed they needed a score and a stop. A score and a stop. Something to get that mind right. Like, oh, we can do this. We can get it. But every time Minnesota had an answer and they could not stop Stephon Diggs and he was that answer Almost all day long, and the run game was effective. There really not much else to say. Minnesota. It was a clear, solid win. But Doug did come out after the game and say Doug Peterson
0: came out after this. head coach of the Eagles. head
1: coach of the Eagles came out and said that they're going to get this win against Dallas Cowboys this weekend.
0: We'll see. Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of the the, the bravado, you know, uh, the talking beforehand. But hey, listen, you know, to each his own. Just because I don't like it, don't mean uh, you don't like it. Um, I mean I, I can't wait for that game It's going to be a, a good game I like Sunday Night Football Divisional Rivals That's going to be cool um, I don't really have much else on this game Other than I uh, just wanted to point out a few trends If you guys listen to the show often I had a few trends coming into this game But I wanted to catch you guys up to things And uh, eventually you guys could follow along With your own stuff here Kirk Cousins now moves to 6-27 and Straight up against winning teams He's also 9-22 against the spread against winning teams. Minnesota Vikings are now 12-2 against the spread versus the NFC East. 19-2-2 two two against the spread as a non-divisional home favorite. And one more I wanted to find out after the game took place because uh, sometimes... The places I find my trends, they don't release them until after the game because obviously it would give away the edge that they have. But this one's pretty interesting, Kev. Kirk Cousins is 31-17-1 against the spread, playing at 1 p.m. in the Eastern time zone. Huh. All other games not at 1 p.m., 9-20 and 20 against the spread. Wow. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting to share with you guys. Kirk Cousins plays real good at 1 o'clock in the Eastern time zone. And every other one, he does not. He
1: doesn't play so well. Yeah, so
0: uh, that's the kind of uh, the stuff there I had on this game, and I wanted to uh, fill you guys in on that. Anything else on this game, Kev? Keep it moving, Doodle Bowl Part Three, <laughs> or Part Two? Two. No, this was two. We're getting to Part Three. Yes. The Atlanta Falcons taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals win this game, thirty-four to thirty-three. Falcons now fall to one and five. Cardinals are two, three, and one. Total on this game was fifty deuce, went way over the total. Falcons were minus three. Uh the Cardinals win this game as an underdog outright. So if you had the plus three, you, you had no sweat. This game ended in a Matt Bryant missed extra point. Kev, what do you got in this game?
1: That's why they have that's why those plus one and a half, those plus one spreads matter, man, because though they moved that extra point back. That ex, that one point doesn't come easily anymore. So you have to keep those in mind. But it's crazy. The Atlanta offense is scoring 31 points a game and still losing all of these games because their defense is awful. Dan Quinn, and I'm not a big fan of, like, firing dudes, but, and I
0: get it. I like that. I like that you said that. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: I'm not a big fan of it. I I just think, you know, most of the time, but this is bad. And, but he's also had a string of luck that was so bad uh, of far, as far as injuries on this defense going on, but you also go back to where you, you were fresh in the Super Bowl. You mm-hmm. were up 28-3 and you still lost. So this is going back a while for him it's time for him to go. They got it. They got to fix this. They got they got to get a new crew in there. But even so, everybody had good outputs. Matt Ryan, three fifty six, four touchdowns.
0: He balled out.
1: Freeman, eighty eight yards on the ground. He also had 30 in the air. Two touchdowns. He balled out. Julio Hooper. Hooper had one seventeen. Julio. He balled
0: out. He balled out.
1: Right. It's like, what, what do you want them to do on offense? They can't do much more other than continue doing what they're doing. Great game. And then Arizona on the other side, big ups to them using David Johnson. Thank you, Cliff Kingsbury.
0: I appreciate You've been it. saying that for – You've been saying that before the season even started.
1: Yes. Use David Johnson because the previous coach did not. Like, David Johnson has a com- a combined 1,100 yards from the line of scrimmage in a season. You're nuts. Do you like, own him in any fantasy leagues? I don't. Okay. I have not, I have not picked him up, but he's been a, looking at his output like he had 27 points. It's going to be combined.
0: hard. I'm just thinking about, mm, maybe I should snag him. But it's, it's going to be hard to grab now because he's, you know, it's he's always balling. hard to. It's always hard to get a guy on the upswing. You want to always get him on the downswing. You know right, I mean? right.
1: And he's been balling since the beginning. They use him especially in the pass game. He's great there. So, yeah, eleven yards per catch in this game, six for sixty-eight. But that's really all I have to say. And Kyler Murray, he's the future. He looked great. He look it's really also good. easy to look great versus Atlanta. But what are some of your thoughts, bro?
0: Well, like you said too, Kyler Murray did look really good without his arguably number one, number two receiver in Christian Kirk. Yes, Uh, we say that because Larry Fitzgerald kind of took like a you know a step back role there. Ah man, I I, this is tough, man. This is two really bad defenses playing against each other. You know, I had the over in this game that I don't want to say that wasn't a sweat, but I was comfortable with it. You know, the pace was fine when in the beginning of the game when Arizona wasn't. When Atlanta wasn't scoring, I was getting a little worried because they were down at 1.27 to 10. But we actually spoke on the phone um, I think maybe halftime, and you were like, they're still going to put up 32 I points. did. Yeah, you we, said that. And I, I was like, <laughs> and I even said to you, I'm, I'm, Kevin's more of an optimist and I'm a pessimist. So I was like, yeah, I don't see it happening. Blah, blah, blah. However, for me, this was a heartbreaker because uh, I chose the Atlanta Falcons in one of my survivor pools. I play in a bunch of them. So, you know, people are probably out there like, why would you pick the Falcons? Because I was at a tough spot, people. You know what I mean? And sometimes you got to take these chances. And if Matt Bryant ties the game maybe we have a different outcome here
1: and atlanta's been doing this all year by the way too they've starting off slow and the next thing you know they spank you at least on offense in the second half and next thing you know they're still averaging over 30 points a game it's crazy
0: in every one of atlanta's five losses they have trailed at least by double digits at some point in the game they what are they gonna do so i wanted to point that out to you guys as far as you know atlanta falcons uh fantasy players I mean, first of all, if you have the defense, something's wrong with you. <laughs> but their offensive players, there, there's, you still have no reason to sit these guys. They're still going to produce. Every single one of the Falcons players did well. And, and, I I Except Sanu. for Muhammad Sanu. But, you He's know, been he, good lately, yeah, though, overall. Sorry. And Mohamed Sanu's really probably only started in deeper leagues. Uh, one more trend to close out this for you guys. Atlanta Falcons are now 5-17-1 against the spread of, on the road since 2017. This is just another L for this team. They are back home this week taking on the LA Rams. That's going to be a tough game. Rams losing three in a row, coming into a a duty Georgia Dome. But as crazy as it sounds, Kev, the Rams are down. The Falcons are down. I can see the Falcons pulling it out. But that's for the preview. This is the recap.
1: I have a hard time disagreeing with you, but that defense is the remedy for that L.A. Rams. I agree. That's definitely a recipe for the over, though. That's a bowl of over soup. Oh right yeah, there.
0: yeah. I, well, I can't. I can't wait to see that total, fifty-four. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it right now, fifty-four. We'll okay. See if I'm right. Because um, <laughs> they always set it high, especially knowing that the public likes to take overs. You know what I mean? And uh, this game, I was surprised. I missed the best number. I will tell you guys that because it opened at like forty-eight and a half. And by the time I got it, it was 51 and a half. I was very upset because I, I always look at where numbers open and where they close. It closed at 52 and a half. So I didn't get the worst number, but I did get one in between there. Um, you got anything else with this game? Good to go, bro. Speaking of the duty Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles <laughs> taking on San Francisco 49ers. 49ers win this game 20-7. to they are now 5-0, and oh, the only undefeated team in the NFC. Rams fall to tree and tree. The first time they have lost three games in a row under Sean McVay. Kev, what do you got? Jared
1: Goff, 78 yards passing. What do you call that?
0: Is it poo-poo? Poo poo.
1: Well, a poo poo platter can go two ways. Somebody okay, can serve you a poo poo platter. Like So you know,
0: so 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 did, did the 49ers defense serve Goth a poo poo Yes, they okay. did. And
1: you can also it, it, it could be used in it's like the word John in Philadelphia. It could be used as an adjective, it's a verb. It all depends on how you use it in the sentence. I'm so, well but, aware
0: I am well aware of John because when I heard it the first time I was like, Which person's John? And they right. were Like, no, no, no. It's the you, jawing. Draw, you drawling, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, Excuse me. <laughs> I,
1: I went to Bloomsburg University, and there's a ton of Philly kids that live there. So that's yeah. I learned. I learned that word there, and it was, <laughs> I went to a
0: school in Philadelphia too. But it ends with a I at the end of it. If you catch my drift, you guys know what I mean.
1: <laughs> but L A. Terrible! They look awful, which makes me very excited to be a Todd Gurley owner because they need him. I yeah. like that. Yeah, they do. They, they need that's him good in there. for Todd That owners. makes me yes. very excited. I have him in a lot of leagues. I think four out of, out of my five leagues I have Todd Gurley, so he'll be looking good. There's no point in the talking only about their the offense. listener
0: league. My bad. I keep cutting you off. So.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's, it's fine. It's
0: fine. Kerry but, has him in the listener league, so you that's the only one I'm aware of that you don't have him
1: in. Right, and that's that's the only one I think. All, all the other ones I do, whether it be our big boy league, all the rest, but. Um, I'm not going to talk about their offense because they were awful. There's nobody to talk about. I want to focus on the good team. But um, Terry Coleman and Breda look like they're running that backfield, no? You
0: yes, agree? It, looks like it's, it looks like that's going to be the two-headed monster moving forward. And and they both look solid. I mean, not great games. This is like, I look at the 49ers, look at their stats, and I'm like, how'd they win this game? You know, and it's just indicative of how good their defense is. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, the only shining star, George Kittles, Kittles and Bits. I like to call him eight receptions, hundred three. That's his uh, highest yardage of the year. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy GQ, he is the guy that is in like the class project in high school. You know when you have to do those group projects and stuff. Yes, he's the guy that's in the group project but doesn't do anything but just gets to A. <laughs> that was I, that was me by the way in high school. I agree,
1: but let's keep this in mind he played what five games last year yes still a brand new offense this is not uh this is not a um a Josh McDaniels offense which he had been in since he had been in the league this is literally his his, his rookie season as a 49er he had a little bit he had a cup of coffee with him before he got hurt last year so we have to give him a chance I think it, th- that's the crazy part he has room to grow if he grows the NFL's going to have a problem. Not next year, this year. If they continue to play this way and he grows by the end of the season and he's getting hot as they go into the playoffs, the NFC is just scary. Everywhere, you got the Saints, you got the NFC West, you got the NFC North, you got all of these teams, you got the Rams who are who are down right now, but they ain't going to stay down.
0: Uh, it's going to be crazy You're out right, there, right, though. Man. The NFC is, is scary. Um, we're going to play a game, Kev. Let's play a game. And we're going to do it every week. Okay. And that's going to be which... San Francisco wide receiver. That's the game. We don't, we're never going to, me and Kevin are never going to win this game, it looks like. Uh, two weeks ago, we were, you know, Kev was all about Debo Samuel. I was all about Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin. We don't know who's getting it in here. Other
1: than George Kittle. That's yeah. it.
0: I, do, do you think any of these guys are even worth rostering? I do, I do still... think,
1: I I think you keep them around, especially Pettis and, def, and definitely Samuel. Okay. You what keep... about Goodwin? Uh, Goodwin, not so much because he's in deeper leagues. Yeah, uh, and, but not even then. Okay. I don't even think because he's he's so limited. He is so boomer bust. I there's agree. there's nothing. There's no reason to keep I'm him. Just,
0: I'm Just I'm trying to pull it. I'm oh, trying, I understand. You know what I mean? I'm trying to say, is there anything we could do here? Because you know, when I look at a five and old team, Kev, you know what I see in fantasy? I say this this where's the value? Where could I get the value? And it looks like the value is Kittle and the defense and maybe Jimmy G for a second quarterback. He looks like a bye week filler. You know, he hasn't had that big game, but he's not terrible. I mean, he's definitely not a guy I want to start every week. No. You know what I mean? And um, maybe when they play the Cardinals, that would be a game I'd like to start him. But uh, other than that, I don't know. Keep in mind, people. The Cardinals are going to be getting back their their best defensive player, Patrick Peterson, very shortly. Right. Um, I think he had an eight game suspension. Eight games for so PEDs. So and guys. Arizona
1: hasn't been a slouch so far. They tied with them. They've won two in a row. They tied the Lions. They've run one two in a row. They oh, they almost came back and beat the Ravens. So they're not te- they're not a terrible team. Kyler Murray has those guys playing, so it's not going to be too easy in the NFC West, even with the worst team in their in their uh, division. But I don't know. You stick with. Pettis and Samuel as bench guys, you see what happens with them if you feel like you have a better option, take it, but I say keep them around. They're a good football team. Maybe one of them grows into that spot.
0: We're at 6 games into the year. Who wins the NFC West? Russell Wilson. I like it. I like it a lot.
1: I just I have a hard time I just have a hard time going against them.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I listen, I said I I said if the Rams Lose this game, I will believe in the 49ers, and I do. I believe in the 49ers' defense. defense is real. Yeah, I do. I believe in the 49ers' defense. They went in there with a game plan and they punched them in the mouth and they won it. Um, however, I, you know, the only thing I kind of take back a little bit is that there, there's no home field advantage in LA. I mean, I, I, I looked at it, the 49ers are a public team. They're a you know, a national team. I know people on the East Coast that are 49ers fans because they were good in the nineties. So if you know people around that time era, you know what I mean? But when I say I oh, came, I looked into the stands, I saw I saw red. I saw red out there. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, that's gotta be tough for the Rams players. There's another LA team that, that has no home field advantage either. I got nothing else from this game, though. I, I am I am uh, excited to see the rematch between these two teams, though, because I don't think that the Rams are going to be as flat as they were. Um, however, I, I think the 49ers are for real, and uh, this was the game that that proved it to me. And uh, I want to give them the respects because I I I did it. I didn't respect them before this game. You got anything else? Keep it moving. Next game, Doodle Bowl Part Three. <laughs> this was Tennessee Titans taking on the Denver Broncos. Tennessee putting up a big old Dunkin' Donut. Broncos sixteen. Tennessee zero. Tennessee now two and four. Broncos now two and four. This one will be short. Ain't nothing to say. Tennessee looked like dog poop. Couldn't do anything. I don't even know, Kev. What do you got?
1: Ryan Tannehill. I've been on this since the preseason since we were do covering the NFC North about Ryan Tannehill taking over from Mariota eventually in this game. I think he'll be better for this team. I I just see the improvement just in fantasy numbers from players. Corey Davis shows up out of nowhere. Uh Adam Humphreys out of nowhere. These guys all in,
0: Yeah, all in the fourth quarter.
1: He was he was so efficient. He was 13 for 16, 144 yards. He did have one pick. He didn't he got he didn't really, you know, they didn't come back and try to win a game or anything like that, but I just felt the offense ran better. I think he fits better, and I also don't know if Mariota fits this. Why aren't they running the Oregon offense, huh? Why, why, why are they running a traditional drop-back quarterback set? That's not where Marcus Mariota is good. I hope... If he gets another chance, which I think he will, I hope that he gets a coach that wants to fit the game to him, not the other way around. Uh, I don't know. I, that's the only thing I took out of that. And then Joe Flacco's doing what, he, what doing what he's supposed to do. He's managing these games. Phillip Lindsay seems to be the guy now. Well, he's the most efficient guy because they seem to be around the same amount of carries.
0: Yeah, they're both getting like 11 to 12. I noticed that, man. They're both uh, sharing the workload. But you're right. Lindsay is... More efficient
1: with those carries. I think he does really well with it. Um, I know Emmanuel Sanders went down. What was it? I know you you actually recognize that he went down. Did you? Yeah, know some what it kind was? of knee
0: contusion or something like that. I, okay. I couldn't remember if it was late in the first half or early in the second half. Um, I want to say it was late in the first half, but I'm not really sure. Uh, that's something that you want to monitor if you're an Emmanuel Sanders owner because Denver is on a short week. They played the Thursday night football game. Understood. So and then Co- uh, Cortland Sutton had a nice game. He's been very consistent. Four four receptions, seventy six yards. He's been very solid this year. Um, not he had like one game on the upwards of twenties, you know, for fantasy points. But uh, if you draft a Cortland Sutton, you're happy with him as a wide receiver too, uh, even a flex position, depending on uh, you know what else you got going on. I even tried to trade for Sutton in, in two leagues, mm. and I got denied both times. And both of the guys, I don't really. Uh, one in our listener league, uh, shout out to uh, AJ. He has him, um, and I, you know I could see that he values him high because uh, he, he's solid. You know, he is.
1: He's consistent. What do you think about the Denver defense? They keep it up.
0: They um they impressed me. You know what I mean. Uh, playing at home is different, though. Altitude, you know, I, I do take that into account. They do have a home field advantage there, but I was impressed. You know, this was the Denver defense that we all thought we were going to see, especially them doing it without Bradley Chubb. That says a lot. Uh, and I'm not sure if Bryce Callahan played in this game. I've been waiting for him to come back. Uh, but while you um, while you wrap it up before well, before we wrap it up, I'm going to look at it. But you have anything on the Tennessee side? And uh, before we get to that, is this the end of Marcus Mariota?
1: I don't think it's the end. I think he gets another chance. I think he gets another place. Like I said before, I just hope he gets a place that actually understands. Th- this is the way he plays. He's not a traditional drop-back quarterback. He needs to be in the shotgun. He needs an offense that's set up the way that Kyler Murray's is set up for him, and I think he would be more successful in this league. So, that's Do you what- think
0: Marcus Mariota gets another starting job somewhere? I do. Okay. I think he gets another chance. And uh, one last thing, guys. Bryce Callahan did not play in his game. I keep mentioning his name because he is a very good cornerback. He was on the the Chicago Bears last year. And they if you guys you know, obviously you guys watch football, you know that their defense was really good. Something I did leave out in this game, um, I didn't tell you guys the total, but obviously from 16 to 0, you could tell that they hit an under. Um and Denver was the favorite. They were minus two and a half in this game somewhere around two. And um they covered the spread. Quick trends I want to give you guys. Mike Vrabel as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans is now Eight and five against the spread as an underdog, and also the Denver Broncos are now two seven and two against the spread as a home favorite since 2017. Uh, that's not really a good sample size. So the fact that they pulled this game out, you know, both those trends would actually lean you to taking the Titans. Right? They were eight and four as a underdog, and then. The Broncos were 1-7-2 as a home favorite.
1: But the thing we've been saying about them being Jekyll and Hyde should also keep you away from them just because there is no consistency in who they are as a team.
0: Yeah, and keep in mind, too, people, we're we're talking about the Denver Broncos since 2017 as a home favorite. Uh, They've had like four different quarterbacks since then. So those trends, (laughs) you know, sometimes these things, they do hold some weight and sometimes they don't. Um, That's all I got for this game. Next game, America's team taking on – my New York Football Jets. Jets win this game, 24 to 22. Jets are now one and four. We get off that donut. Cowboys fall to tree and tree. Total on this game was 44. Slightly went over the total, and uh, the Jets were a seven-point dog. They win this game outright. Kev, what do you got?
1: Dallas was down. Their starting left tackle, starting right tackle, both corners, and Amari Cooper. Now, I'm not trying to put the Jets down because Sam Darnold looked great in this game. Sam Darnold had 338 yards, two touchdowns. He had a nice, pretty, pretty, pretty throw to Ryan... uh,
0: Robbie Rob Robbie Robbie Anderson Anderson. Now it's all good Because you were going to say Ryan Griffin Uh, uh, He did have a nice throw To Ryan Griffin The tight end out of nowhere That's my boy by the way But go ahead He
1: did And Anderson had five catches For 125 yards And a touchdown The only question I had though Why weren't we Why weren't they giving the ball To Le'Veon Bell In the fourth quarter In that second half And giving Dallas A chance to come back Despite whatever struggles Dallas had due to Being down so many players
0: Because Adam Gase Is bum juice (laughs) Adam Gase is bum juice of the coaching world. Um, I can't stand this dude, and it really hurts, man. Being a fan of a team and not liking your head coach. I, I, I had no issues with Todd Bowles. I, I thought that, it, like you said, man, I'm not a, fi- a fan of firing dudes, but it was his time to go. You know what I mean? But this hire, I wasn't happy with the hire, and uh, I don't, I don't like Gase. I don't like his game plan. He did this week one. He treated a 21 to six lead like it was a 50 to two lead. You know, I don't like the way he manages games with a lead. And um, it shows why the Cowboys crept back into this game. I have no idea why Le'Veon Bell wasn't used in the second half of this game. Matter of fact, I don't know why, you know, Ty Montgomery or um, Bala Powell wasn't used. They stopped running the ball. And it sounds weird because you say, like, if they were trying to hold the lead, you shouldn't really run the ball. You know what I mean? Because running the ball kills the clock. Excuse right me. i said that wrong you should run the ball yes they were throwing the ball which which was kind of like it was weird for me It's just like the play designs that they were doing with that kind of lead just didn't make any sense i was just very disappointed it sucks man you we we win a game and i'm and i'm not happy with the you know with the outcome of the style because we should have won this game by more and um you know, enough enough about my Jets. You know, I'm happy we got the win. I'm happy Sam is back. He looks good, and I can't wait for Herndon to get involved in this offense and for them to actually get going a little bit more. We got a tough game at home Monday night against the Patriots. Uh, I would obviously love to upset them and win that game. But, you know, being real, that's going to be very tough. I do have to say this, though, Kev. I am tired of the cowboy hate. Let's cut it out, people. This team was very depleted. They lost their best receiver, their number one receiver in the first quarter of the game. And that, what makes it worse when you lose a guy during the game was one, your game plan for him to be there. And two, you could have suited somebody else up in his spot. Right. So if he, you know, if he didn't play, beforehand you know that coming into the game because i didn't wind up seeing Devin smith i thought i was going to see him that was and another thing too and i, I was surprised because i thought knowing how you know it, i always think me it's all about me all about right <laughs> my luck Devin smith Devin smith would torch the jets because uh he played there and was a, a former jet we're watching the uh packers lions game and and matt stafford is he just, is just
1: ripping the pack the Packers apart as we speak. But go ahead. It's kind of
0: hard for us to do this now. Now you guys see why we don't record and watch. And Kevin, this is Kevin's team, so you know. It, it, I, I but me personally, I couldn't even do it right now because I'd be flipping the table right now. Uh,
1: they are. Who is that? They're abusing Kevin King. Who is that? I have no clue. Who, who is this, who is guy? this guy?
0: Yeah, <laughs> number seventeen Go on ahead. the lines. I need this to be Carry On Johnson, by the way, because I'm down five points in the league, and I need to Carry <laughs> On. Don't worry, Kev, you'll come back and win. Wow, he's got a buck thirty-two already. Come on, Carry On, get in there. We're giving you guys uh, up to speed game commentary. <laughs> but back to the Cowboys and Jets game. Cowboys were depleted. They were actually they were depleted the last game too because they didn't play without uh, the lineman. What's his name? Uh, sorry, uh, Tyrone Smith. Tyron Smith. Yes, arguably one of the best guys on their offensive line. Um, listen, I'll take a win where I could get it, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it was a good win. We should have should have beaten them by more. Shouldn't have let them back in the game because they were so depleted. Again, I'll take a win where I could get it. What do you think about the Cowboys moving forward? Big game. You know, coming up Sunday night, football against the Eagles. Winner of that game would be in first place in the division.
1: They need to get healthy. It's as simple as that. If they don't get healthy, they're going to have a really big problem. The moment they get healthy, they'll go back, get their offensive lineman back, control the line of scrimmage, get Zeke going. Zeke still had a good game with 28 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. But they are really going to need to get. They are really going to need to get him involved and get their boys back. And I think they'll be just fine. Quite honestly.
0: go ahead. I was just going to say,
1: whoever, it's only going to be one team, it seems, out of this division. Because the NFC is so good, it's either going to be Dallas and the Eagles. And the only playoff team coming from there is the one that wins.
0: And I I said this before, Kevin, in our NFC East preview uh, before we got into the season. You guys want to go back and check that stuff out. um, we, We had broken down every division. And I said this before, Kev. This division... Is booty juice okay? <laughs> and you're gonna the winner's gonna win nine and seven. This isn't the NFC North. It's not the NFC West. Okay, AFC. To me, right now, the AFC North is the worst division in football. Um, we'll see how it shapes up. But this is just terrible. And and a team that is nine and seven is gonna win the division. Last thing I want to say, guys. I want to give you two trends. Cowboys unders are now twenty five and eleven on the road. Since 2015, this, this total was 44. It just went over the total, 46. Also, Kev, this is a big one against the Dallas Cowboys. But follow me, people. Put this down in the notebook, okay? Dallas Cowboys, 1-21 and against the spread as a non-divisional favorite. Coming off a straight up and against the spread loss, hmm. so they lost to the Green Bay Packers right. straight up. They lost against the spread. The following game, one and twenty one against the spread. Hmm. Keep that in mind for the next time they lose a game, and then and then they are a non divisional favorite the next game. Right, if that occurs again. Last game, this kind of was a doo doo maybe. Definitely. Okay, so that we missed this one. This is doodoo bowl Part four. Yes. There's a lot of doodoo <laughs> bowls this week. A lot of doodoo bowls. Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. That, that, was, that, really, that, that was a
1: really good stop. They uh, pulled he, his foot back and the ball didn't reach the goal line. Oh, I, he's going for it. I think he's going to go for it, but go ahead.
0: We, we could do this better than Booger McFarlane, right? Uh, <laughs> I like Booger. I don't yeah. mind him. You're one of the only people in America that like him. That's I, not carry on, right? right? I, I don't think... Get in there, bro. I'm sorry, Kelly. We stopped them. Points. Yeah, that's a stop. That's not a touchdown. I mean, that's not – Do I See, I can't stand that. One guy saying touchdown. The other guy saying the other way. We're going to find out. Enough of that, people. We're not going to drag it out. Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh Stellars oh, taking he on – Oh, they called it a touchdown. Well, we'll find out. Pittsburgh Stellars taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, in this game, the total was 42 – And the spread was Chargers minus seven. Chargers were never covering this spread. They closed at minus six. I do want to point out one more thing, people. We had the Philly ringer on. My boy, Vinny Serio, he called the under in this game. 42 points. Okay, it closed at 42 and a half. I snuck in there right and got that 42 and a half. Game total was 41. So that was one of his plays that hit. He had four total plays, went three and one. Shout out to the, the boy Vinny, uh, the Philly ringer. We're going to have him on again. Uh, we might make that um, Strictly Bets pod uh, a weekly thing. So that's something you guys might want to follow. He went three and one uh, last week with his picks. Getting to this game, uh, I, was all, I was all over the Steelers plus six. I had the Steelers plus six. I had the Steelers plus seven and a half. I had the Steelers on the money line. Mike Tomlin... Is the best coach for getting his teams up when they are down. Uh, I thought Devlin Hodges was going to be in there, you know, slinging it. He was. He didn't have like a great game, but he managed well. Steelers defense looked good. Chargers looked like dog poop. Kev, what's your takeaway? Why don't they run
1: the ball in San Diego? I don't know. I don't understand what's going on there. They have 44 attempts in this game. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on. That's, 14
0: this, rush attempts. Game. This
1: is this is why I think they're going to get better. I think they're going to start pounding the rock a little bit. I think they're going to get better as they go down the stretch. But they looked awful. They deserve to lose this game. Phillip Rivers, 320 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Gordon and Eckler, I'm not even going to give you their rushing stats because they were awful. But nice big game from Hunter Henry on his way back in. From injury, eight catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Mike Williams with another game. Keenan Allen was pretty bad. He only had uh, a few catches for 33 three yards. I don't even know what to say bro a big ups to Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers for showing up the way that they did this defense is playing really well they depended on their running backs to get the job done uh, Connor had seven catches you know he he He's basically killing. was the offensive game plan last night that's what he was he was everything for them in this game and and he did really well in that position that that's really it
0: Benny Snell 17 attempts 75 yards on the ground Connor 16 attempts 41 on the ground Three things you got to do for me, Kev. Okay, one of them was a question. First, stop calling them the San Diego Chargers.
1: <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. I'm gonna keep them in San Diego.
0: I'm just messing with you. Second thing is Hunter Henry for real? Is yeah. he? A, is he a real thing?
1: Yeah, I think he was a thing before the season started. He was just hurt. I think he's going to come in just fine. We all know that Phillip Rivers loves the tight end as long as the tight ends where he's supposed to be given the career that Antonio Gates had with him. I think he's going to be able to. Now, I don't know if he's going to maintain eight in 102 touchdowns every week. That's hard for even Kelsey to do or the top end, but I think he's going to be a high end tight end for now in the future.
0: Um, I was asked today by someone, should they go out and try to acquire him? Um, He was yes. not, not that he's on the waiver wire, but that he was already owned by another uh, owner and they try to trade for him and my advice to him is he actually says is he the real deal I said yeah he's the real deal however he plays on a bad team and he's injury prone that's just my take on it Um, if you are the Hunter Henry owner that is great I think he's definitely an asset to have but um, my take on him is just 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 proceed with caution because he he this is his second year in the league and he hasn't played a full season he plays a game or two and he gets hurt. I don't ever want to see nobody hurt. I hope I wish him well. I, I know I think uh, Lisa has him in the Listener League. He, right. So that's great for her because I, I know she's starting your boy, uh, Jimmy Graham. So um, I think he's a real deal. I just hope he stays healthy. And if he does, he could be a viable asset for Philip Rivers because, like Kev said, he does love the tight end position. The last thing I need you to do is I need you to address this team as the Pittsburgh Steelers, (laughs) not the Steelers. They're the Steelers. That's how they say it over there in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. (laughs) But um, last thing before we close the episode and close this game, where do the Pittsburgh Steelers go from here and where do the Los Angeles Chargers go? You said that you you think they have a run in them. I think they do have a run in them.
1: I don't know if they make the playoffs. I just think they're going to get to a point where they start to look the way that we expected them to look before the season started. As far as the Steelers are concerned, I have no clue, quite honestly. I have no clue what's going to happen with the Steelers in this. I still think Baltimore comes out and wins the game. uh, Wins the game. Wins the division. Uh, I don't see how the Steelers win it without Ben Roethlisberger.
0: Okay. Okay. I actually, uh, I'm gonna tell you all right now. I'm gonna look at the price for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this division. Um, I have, I have a, a, I don't have any statistics to back me up. I have nothing other than the fact of a gut feeling that this team is gonna come out and play ball. Uh, we said this before. I love Mike Tomlin. I wish he would. I wish he would just leave Pittsburgh and come to New York. I'll pick him up. <laughs> I'll, pa- I'll pack his house. His whole crib by myself. I'd do it. Right. The whole crib. <laughs> I would even ask. I'd, I'd get some Jet fans to help me with it because I know a few people out there that would like him. Um, but I'm going to look at the, the Pittsburgh Steelers price to win his division. I might throw a little Do-Re-Mi on it. I'm definitely going to get some nice plus money. And hey, it better be easy with that boy. Okay. They're tackling him a little too hard. That was it. a really good hit. Yeah, it was. But that's my boy, man. So I can't have that. So they just put a, a hit on Aaron Jones. And I need to make sure he don't get hurt. <laughs> that's my dude right there. Before we go... I just want to throw out two trends for you guys right there. Uh, One of them is very important. Pittsburgh Steelers are 16-0-1 to the under. Away, off a home game versus a losing team. Think about what I just said. 16-0-1 to the under as a road team, off a home game versus a losing team. That trend hit last night. It was, it was 15-0-1. And I told you people, I'm going to remind you every time the Chargers are now 11-24 against the spread their last 35 home games. No home field edge whatsoever. Okay, people. That is the week six recap. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, we're going to watch this uh, Monday Night Football game because Kev, his team's his teams going. He's stressing. Aaron Jones is Doing a little rush up the gut right there. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombots. You know where to find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Vinny Goombots, V I N N Y G O O M B O T S. This is the First Pick Podcast. We are on all social media platforms Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at The First Pick Pod. Kev, take us out. Tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen to us. That's all I got
1: at Biggest Boss on Instagram and Twitter you can listen to us on SoundCloud Spotify Podcast Addict Apple iTunes and Google Music and if you took the Lions I hope you lose
0: ain't nothing wrong with that I, I, that's what a real fan does Um, we, I just want to say thank you guys again for listening we appreciate all the support um, oh, wow. anyone that reaches out to us and lets us know um, that we keep doing good things uh, we do appreciate it from the bottom of our heart thank you for making us your first pick podcast